Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Joining me this week, once again, is Patrick Cushman. Marshall's taking a road trip to Kansas City to visit Patrick Mahomes or whatever he's doing there. I don't really know. But we have Patrick joining us. How are you doing today, Patrick? Uh, We're doing well. Uh, Happy Election Day to you. Yes, yes, very happy Election Day, uh, I guess, if you can call it that. And there's nothing really else to pay attention to, but hopefully you all went out and voted. Um, If not, I don't know, drank a beer or something. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, let's get into uh, the less important matters in the election, but we're going to talk some NFL football. Now, first thing I want to do is we've had a segment on the show uh, a couple weeks ago that we debuted called Are They Good?, uh, where we went through a couple NFL teams, and I would like to do that with you with a couple different teams. Now, he had no knowledge of the categories or the players beforehand, so the first one I want to start off with, and this has been a hot, uh, highly contested uh, debate around uh, our house uh, here, over here at the SIGEP fraternity, is Carson Wentz a good quarterback, in your opinion, yes or no? Uh, yes, he is. Um, you know, this Eagles roster offensively just really isn't that good. And he's winning games, um, albeit bad teams, against bad teams. But nonetheless, he's winning games. Um, it's it's not on Carson. I think Carson Wentz is very talented. Um, so, yes, he is a good quarterback. Thank you. I, I needed to get that out of the way. Because we've been arguing about this for weeks now. And my thing is, like, yes, he's turned the ball over a lot, but like you said, he's working with a roster of third-string players. Like, his best wide receiver right now was released by the Redskins last year. So, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of talent, and he's winning some games. So, like, yeah, you're going to have to force it into coverage a couple of times. Might if you I don't add, have his, his top receiver is also a former Packer, so that's probably why he's top. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they coached him well up there in Green Bay. Uh, one more for the are they good for this week. The Miami Dolphins, are they good? Pretender or contender? Um, pretender. Uh, they're on their way to being good. I'm not saying they're bad, uh, but do I see them going anywhere? No, not this year. Uh, they added a lot of pieces on defense. I think they're well coached, um, but they just don't have enough uh, playmakers offensively. Um, and they're just not all there as a unit to be contenders. Yeah, well, I mean, so I would put that as mediocre. Do you think they can win? Can they? Can they make the playoffs? Like you, right now, do you think they're making um, the playoffs? Would be my question for you. Well, it has been tossed around that there's an 18 playoff. That there could be an 18 playoff for each conference. Um, the AFC is generally pretty weak. Uh, man, I don't, I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how the season plays out. We'll see how Tua plays out. But I'm going to put that as a hard maybe for right now. Fair enough. All right, now we'll go. We'll go week by week, like we uh, we usually do, or uh, game by game, I should say. And we'll go through our thoughts and any of the big talking points from the week. We'll start with a Thursday night game: Falcons Panthers. Uh, my big takeaway: uh, Falcons didn't blow it. Uh, they had a lead. They held on to it. Good job by them. Their, de- their uh, defense held up. Also worth uh, to note that Teddy Bridgewater did get injured and P.J. Walker, who had no prior NFL regular season experience, I believe, played. He uh, did, but I'm pretty sure Teddy Bridgewater NFL, came back. He only Phil, Phil Walker only played a series 
and then Teddy came back after being he kind of got his bell rung, but he, he Teddy Bridgewater was in there at the end of the game. Uh, he came he, back. Oh, yeah, he, he was the one through the interception. After. I, mean, when I saw PJ come in. I uh, I thought it was over. I mean, that wasn't really one worth watching anyway. It was too kind of cellar dwellers there, but... Uh, yeah, I, I also would like to mention, whoever schedules these Thursday night games, I mean, jeez. No, I mean, bad Panthers, ones. Falcons for a primetime game? I mean, come on. It seems like every week, you'll get like one good matchup like every three or four weeks or so, because there's always, you're right, there's always a bunch of death. Like a couple weeks ago, they had Jets-Broncos when it was Sam Darnold versus Brett Rippon out there, and that was horrible. But then you'll have a couple good, like, Bears-Tampa uh, Bay was a really good game uh, on paper, and it turned out to be a good one. And I think on paper, the 49ers-Packers that's upcoming should be a decent game. Obviously, now the 49ers have a lot of people that are hurt. But I, I agree with you. Like, the, the Thursday night slates have been, like, pretty horrendous. And you would think if that's the only game on, you want to get a decent and matchup. They, and the fact is they have been for a couple of years. This isn't just a new phenomenon. And so you'd think for a primetime game they try to schedule it better, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I have to say, is that, come on. Yeah. Moving on, we got Packers-Vikings. Uh, we previewed this game in free money on Friday, and I am sorry for those of you who picked the Packers, because they let us all down. Minnesota really just imposed their will on the ground. Dalvin Cook was a force to be reckoned with, uh... I mean, he did it all. He was catching passes. He was running a rub shot over him. He had 163 yards, three touchdowns, uh, rushing, and then one uh, catching a touchdown, too. So uh, he really picked apart that Packers defense. As a Packers fan, what are your thoughts on the performance? Yeah, um, I mean, this was like a typical trap game. A Minnesota team that's only won one game, and I think they're better than their record reflects it. I mean, I'm not saying they're a good team by any means, but they're better than a one-win team. Um, and so the first half, each team only had two possessions. They both scored on those two possessions. Thankfully, the Packers had a third possession, but they only ran one play um, to run out the clock. But um, then once the Packers um, lost their lead, the, the Vikings scored their first possession of the second half. Um, Vikings defense made a stop. Then the Vikings just controlled the clock. Um, and they were able to do that because they had Dalvin Cook. The Packers didn't have an answer for it. They adjusted, if they even did, adjusted too late. Um, and they just, they just a game that just did not go the Packers' way, and it showed a big weakness in that Packers' defense. And that's just to run the ball. And a guy like Dalvin Cook, you cannot let him beat you. And it showed because he beat the Packers bad. You see, with it being election day today, I think a lot of people forget it's also NFL trade deadline day, and I think that game was evident. The Packers could probably use a little bit of help. I know they're linked to Will Fuller. Um, I don't think they're going to get him because the Texans, like Deshaun Watson apparently has not given up on the season yet, and the Packers are historically hesitant to give up uh, assets for uh, offensive weapons. But the one name that I would have liked to see him pick up, uh, or I wouldn't have, I think if it was the Packers, it would have been smart for them to pick up, was uh, Avery Williams, who got traded to the Steelers. He was available from the Jets. I think that would have been a good addition for him, especially when you watch uh, their run defense uh, against the Vikings. I mean, I think a linebacker would have been uh, some help uh, acquiring at the trade deadline. Yeah, um, our defensive line isn't, you know, a top-tier defensive line, combined with the fact that we have an undrafted free agent rookie starting at middle linebacker and is leading us in tackles. 
I would have liked to definitely see some some moves made in that direction. What's your outlook for the rest of the Packers season? Because they've they've looked pretty good overall, but then they've had some real stinkers. Like the Bucks was kind of like a wake up haul as they kind of got open hands slapped around by them, who I think the Buccaneers are probably the cream in the crop in the NFC right now. Do you think this, as it, the roster currently stands right now, is this a Super Bowl contender? Um, a contender, yes. I think our offense and um, overall past, past defense is good enough to be able to make us contenders. But, man, I mean, there are some holes that can be exploited. Um, so it is a contending team, um, but how they will fare down the stretch is to be seen. They have to be in situations where they get ahead early and that teams can't run the ball. When the Packers start fast and, you know, get a stop, score, you know, and score again and they're up by 14 and teams can't run the ball, we're fine. But it's, you know, games like Minnesota that go down the stretch where teams are able to run the ball. Um, when games get out of hand where you have a couple turnovers like against the Buccaneers, that's when the Packers are struggling. So they do have a lot of weaknesses, but I still think that both contend. Moving on, we go Bengals-Titans. Another upset this week. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, we've been saying this for weeks now. I, I, I am so impressed by him. Uh, he's continued to be really good for him. Two touchdowns, 249 yards this game. It's really a lack of offensive line. Now, I will say this for the Bengals. Like, offensively, they got some good weapons. Like, that receiving core is legit. With T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. Um, and you still have Joe Mixon in the backfield. They're missing Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, who I feel like he's been in the league forever now. He better, <laughs> But uh, he, he still filled in nicely. If they get a couple offensive line pieces here, this Bengals team could be good in the future. As for the Titans, that was a complete dud. This team I thought was could be a legit contender, but the more I watched them, they gave up way too many yards on defense. Um, and they were playing a pretty bad Bengals team that has a lot of injuries, and they were only able to put up 20 points. And 13 of those were in the second half. So the first half, you're only scoring seven. That's not a... Not a recipe for success. They're falling behind too early. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Mike Vrabel's club. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, a team like the Titans, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but this is a team that has to get ahead early. Um, you know, they have to be able to rely on the run with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't really expect, you know, a guy like Ryan Tannehill to, you know, mount to be able to, like, aerate the ball around the field in the fourth quarter to try to mount a comeback. So, um, and that, they need to control the games better. Um, but, man, Joe Burrow, he is, he is, he is the real deal. Oh, I mean, yeah. he has looked good. I mean, this is a Bengals team last year, and they were awful. I mean, they were really, really bad. And, you know, they had the first overall pick, obviously. But this was not just, you know, a team that got unlucky with injuries and stuff and fell on the first overall pick. This team was awful. And Joe Burrows showed that, you know, that he can win games in the NFL against a good defense like the Titans. He had that one. It was like only was like a six-yard run. But he spun away from about three defenders and turned what should have been a sack into a positive gain. And if you look at the Bengals, I mean, I mean, look, they're not good. You look at their record, 2-5-1, and one, it's not impressive. But he Burrows kept them in nearly every game like the Chargers they should have won that game and they missed a field goal near the end 
Uh, it was a chip shot field goal that would have sent it to OT. Uh, so they lose that. Then uh, week two against the uh, Browns, they only lose by five. They tied the Eagles, who I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He went toe-to-toe with him. Uh, and the Colts game, they should have won. They blew a late lead. Same with the Browns. That literally came down. That was a last possession. So, I mean, they've been in games. It's just, I'm, I'm glad they finally pulled off a win here against a pretty good Titans team. But, um now, they're only just going to continue to get better. Same division will go uh, Colts-Lions. Uh, Colts look good coming off a bye. And that was another one of our free money picks. We finally hit. Well, the only one that hit this week was the Colts. But, uh, man, I was pretty impressed. I mean, I know the Vi- Detroit, I think, is kind of a fraud. But this is a pretty good performance coming out of a bye. They really made a statement putting up 41 against Detroit. Yeah, um, I mean, going into the season... I doubt everyone thought Detroit was going to be really bad, especially under Matt Patricia. They won a few games, and then everyone's like, oh, maybe they're not so bad, but let's not not beat around the bush. This team really isn't that good. Um, The Colts, one of the best coach teams under uh, Frank Wright, um, and their offense has weapons, and, you know, they're one of the better rosters. Um, They're coming off a bye, and against a team like Detroit at home, yeah, they played well. It, Darius Leonard really was the X factor. I, I said this coming into this game, and it came true. I mean, he led the team in tackles. He had a sack, which was huge. I am a little bit of concerned about the performance of T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he only had two catches for nine yards, and this has been kind of a weekly thing. I think we might be seeing his last year in Indy. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, wide receivers age. They lose their speed, and that's just the way it goes. Um, so yeah, I think, I think his, uh, his time in Indy will probably be ending. Alright, well this one we don't have to spend much time on. Chiefs-Jets, pretty much what we expected. Uh, Chiefs ran away with this one. I mean, the Jets hung around for a while, but, uh, really outclassed by there. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything, <laughs> not much to say about that one, but do you, uh, do you have um, any observations? Yeah. Good team versus bad team. Um, the question that needs to be asked is when, when is Adam Gase getting fired? I know, um, right? Yeah. That that will be interesting because I would have done it around like week three or so. And I you feel bad for Sam Darnold because I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But you look at his numbers year in, year out, and everyone's always they're ready to run him out of town for Trevor Lawrence. Like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence, he's a great talent and all, but what's he going to be able to do with this roster? Like, there is nothing there. And at least with Todd Bowles, they were a competitive team. Like, it, it looks like they've given up. Each week, quite frankly, it's it's not it's not a pretty sight over there uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I've said it better myself, Mitchell. All right, moving on. We had a this was a pretty good game, and this is one of the games well, I think most people had highlighted coming in. It was Steelers Ravens, kind of a sloppily played game, couple turnovers from both sides. Steelers come out though, keeping their undefeated record intact. Uh, Lamar Jackson, his two biggest games this year against competitive opponents, he's kind of uh, laid an egg in both of them. Is you think this is an outlier, or do you think this is going to start becoming a narrative here? Like, Lamar Jackson, good quarterback, but he can't win the big games. You know, I don't want to be an overreactor. Um, 
and say, oh, you know, he's, you know, running back. He's not, you know, that good of a thrower of a ball. But, um, you know, I've never really been that high on Lamar Jackson. Yes, he had a spectacular season. Yes, he deserved MVP. But, you know, seeing that Tennessee playoff game and seeing him play in, like, games like this, is he an elite passer of the ball? Is he able to lead an offense down the stretch and able to win the big game in the end? And that's a question that hasn't that he hasn't proved yet. Is he able to win the big game? Is he able to win in the playoffs? He still hasn't answered that yet. Maybe he'll prove me wrong and I'll look, and we'll replay this clip and I'll look like an idiot. But right now, my answer is no. Um, but to go on the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers are legit this year. Oh, yeah. um, I think they're the they're the only undefeated team now. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think they're a legit team. They're well coached. Big Ben, he's struggled a little bit with turnovers. He's not the same Big Ben that he was 10 years ago, but, hey, they're winning, and that's all that matters. Well, coming into the Titans game, he had his best TD to interception ratio he's had in his career, 11-1, and uh, he obviously turned the ball over a little bit that game, but this game he didn't turn it over at all. So that was that looked good. I mean, the Steelers played, quite frankly, really sloppy. Like, it was not one of their better performances, yet they still find a, found a way to gut out a win against a really good Baltimore team. So I agree with you. Like, this game showed me, like, yes, they are, in fact, contenders I, I mean, no, I, I didn't really see them winning the division this year. And right now, they're in the driver's seat. Uh, but going on the flip side, going back to Lamar, I mean, I kind of agree with you. And he's still young in his career, but if you've watched him, his passing's almost got, like, regressed a little bit. Like, last year, he made such great strides in the passing game. Like, okay, he's starting to look like a polished pocket passer. He can beat you both ways. Now his mechanics are kind of sloppy. He's really resorting to this, like, sidearm throw all the time. Hey, you look at these two biggest games he's had. The first one against the Chiefs, he threw for 97 yards in that game, and they got smoked. And then this one, he fumbles, and he has two interceptions. Uh, he wasn't, uh, I don't know, it wasn't a particularly good game. He hasn't showed up in a big game yet, so that's a little concerning if I'm a Ravens fan, so hopefully he can figure it out because he has the talent to do so. But, uh, you know, it's starting to become like, you know, it's not. we're not just pulling out hot takes here. I mean, there's like there's some data to go by when you say, hey, big game. Lamar hasn't been has not been great. Um, Rams Dolphins. Here's another one for the are you are they good segment. Are the Rams good? Because I cannot figure out this team. On paper, I think they're good. They'll come out one week and look phenomenal, and then they'll come and lose a game to a rookie quarterback. And I mean, the score made it look a lot closer than it actually was, twenty eight seventeen. But I do. What do you think of the Rams right now? Yeah, I had the team winning. I had the Rams winning the, the West this year. Um, but, I mean, Miami is not a particularly good team. You're going against a quarterback making his first start. And Tua, he did what he took to win, but, I mean, he wasn't, you know, particularly impressive. No, um, I agree. But they just couldn't win the game. And were they outcoached? I think they might have been. Um, you know, this again, like you said, this Rams team is just unpredictable. I mean, they'll play a really good game. And then they'll come up against Miami and just lay it dud. So maybe it's just an off week. You know, you're playing in Miami. Players might have went out on Saturday. Um, who knows? But yeah, they're an unpredictable team, and that might hurt them down the stretch. I yeah. I, Aaron Donald came out. I think it was after their it was after their loss to the 49ers, and he's like the defense was soft. And they come out against the Bears, and they they don't allow their offense to score a touchdown. So you're like, okay, right in the ship. I that was I 
that was kind of an ugly one. Because Tua, like you said, he didn't really... He was a game manager. He did what he could, but he... He didn't really... He was no world beater. Jared Goff is also really frustrating to me. Because I do think there's, like, talent there. And he's another one like this Rams team. He's very unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. And, like, this game, he turned it over twice. He had two interceptions. I mean, complete dud. But, um... I like this Dolphins. I like these Dolphins. I think Brian Flores is a really good head coach. And I think they have a chance in this division. If you watch how the Bills have played... I they're regressing. I do not. I think the Bills are kind of pretenders right now. Uh, I think the uh, passing accuracy of Josh Allen is not good, and it's only going to get worse now that, that like the weather's getting colder. Uh, I think the Dolphins have a chance to win this division. I, I I do like this team. I think a lot more than most. Will they? No. I don't think they'll win a playoff game, but they're going to be right there in the in the hunt, and I think they can sneak into the playoffs. Um, Let's see what what do we have next? We got Patriots. So stick, sticking in the division, Patriots Bills. Cam Newton fumbles late in the game when they have a chance to either go ahead with a touchdown or kick a field goal. They are in scoring territory. Uh, in New England, I what 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 are your thoughts on them? Because this is another team that's like hmm. They thought they could be decent at the beginning of the year. They got Cam Newton on a bargain buy, and they've really I. They've regressed a lot. They the slide continues up there in Foxborough. Yeah, I, I was a guy. I, I think I had the Patriots at six and ten, mm-hmm. seven and nine ish. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that they that they lost this game. But um, it's kind of uncharacteristic to see an NFL MVP on your last drive of the game to uh, to fumble the ball in the red zone like that. I mean that you just can't have that. Um, I mean that's a that is a mistake that cannot happen if you're going to win ball games. And um, you know, and this team, you know, really isn't you know that spectacular. I think they've they've won games that you know they might have not should have had they not been well coached. But this roster really isn't that good. They don't have much on on the receiving end. Um, Cam, you know. I, Man, I, he's kind of done, isn't he? At this point, I, I mean, his last few years in Carolina weren't that great. No, um, he's not he's working with a now. whole lot, though. I mean, like you look at it, there's most of these guys would not even be. They're starting receiving core. I'm looking at it. None of these guys would be starters. I'd like 90 percent of NFL teams. Maybe like the Jet, like Jacoby Myers is their leading receiver that game. That's not a number one starter. They're running backs, Rex Burkhead. I mean, I don't think there's any... I feel bad for Cam because he was never a great passer anyway. But, like, if he's just running around, especially after an injury, he's just going to get beat up. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard. He's put in a tough position. So, like, yeah, it stinks that he fumbled near the end there. I don't put this on Cam Newton at all. I put it on the Patriots being cheap, and they, they didn't want to invest in any weapons. I think Tom Brady covered a lot of their, a lot of their flaws. But, um, you know, the Bills, on the other hand... They're six and two. I think this is this is a fraud. These guys, I think they're the biggest frauds right now in the league. If you watch this team play on a week to week basis, I think they're a lot worse than what the record shows. Josh Allen was only threw for 151 yards and had an interception with no touchdowns. That's that that concerns me. That he's kind of like it looked like at the beginning of the year. Hey, Josh Allen's kind of taking the next step. Uh, I don't think that is the case. It was one step forward, two steps back. Uh, what do you think on Josh Allen? Yeah, I mean, he's one of those quarterbacks, like you said, I mean, he came out of the year 
or came into the year and he was blowing out everyone out of the water. You know, I've been calling him a running back and everything. Um, kind of almost, you know, a meme to that point. And then, you know, he's putting up big numbers. Um, and then the Tennessee game is kind of where he turned the corner and it wasn't not the good corner either. Blew a dud against them and he hasn't looked this, he hasn't looked like an early season Josh Allen since then. But, you know, they're not in the strongest division. Um, and the AFC really isn't that good. So they are 6-2. and two. Um, So it's hard to break a 6-2 and two team. But they're not as good as their record shows, like you said. Going to the Raiders and Browns. Don't have to spend much time on this one. It was a pretty ugly game from start to finish. Not a whole lot happening. Raiders uh, squeaked out the victory, 16-6. to Baker's another mystery to me. I don't think he's a good quarterback, but uh, this is a game I feel like he probably should have won. Like, I don't know what more they need, because they have plenty of weapons there. I mean, I know Odell was out, but I feel feel like this is a game that the Browns should have won. Oh, yeah, uh... And I'm going to take a more um, radical take than you did. I, I, you know, Baker is. When are, when are the Browns going to pull the plug on the Baker Mayfield experiment? I mean, they'll win. They'll win games against bad teams just based off you know their pure offensive talent. But you know, then they'll score six points against a Raiders team which aren't world beaters. No. Um, and so, when are the Browns going to say, "Look, we're never going to get far with this quarterback"? You are not going to get far. You are not going to win Super Bowls. You're not going to win big games with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. And as a first first overall pick, you need to expect that out of a quarter, quarterback. So if you're the Browns, at what point do you say, we're done with this guy, we're moving on? Because he is not, I mean, this is, what, his uh, third season now? Yeah. Um, and he has not really progressed like I think the Browns would have hoped he did. They've surrounded him with talent, and he has just not done much with it. Um, so their record, I think they still have a winning record, um, but this this team is not is not built to last. I think that's a that's a good take. I mean, we me and Marshall were arguing last week whether or not Baker plays better without Odell Beckham, but I think the correct assessment would be he doesn't really play well with either, with Odell or without Odell. I mean, he doesn't really have any excuses. You could say, oh, he didn't have Odell, and uh, that's why he's playing bad, but the numbers say the opposite, that he plays better without him. I, I think he just plays bad all the time. I mean, there's no there's no explanation for it. I, I, think, I, I, I think you might be right. I think it might be time to move on from him, but at the same time, the Browns are 5-3, and three, so... I mean, it would be hard to justify that. I guess as Kevin Stefanski, that would be, it would be it would be a bold move if they did, but it might be the right one for this team to actually be a serious contender because uh, I think games like this show they're really not. Uh, so that, I I don't disagree with your assessment there. Chargers Broncos. Now we make fun of the Falcons all the time for fumbling the bag late in games. I think they've kind of become a meme. But <laughs> you look at this Chargers team. They have blown three 16-or-more-point leads in the fourth quarter this year. They have been really bad at holding leads. You almost feel for Justin Herbert because, I mean, he played a pretty good game once again. 
uh, and the Broncos and Drew Locke find a way late in the game. The real big turning point it was a great play uh, in the end zone. I believe it was um, it was Bryce Callahan, I think. Interception late in the game that really in the red zone that kind of gave the Broncos some life uh, to come back and win this one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> what what you what are your impressions from this game? Do we lose there? bothering me no, but um and yeah um t- yeah the the charger the chargers are the new falcons and at what point does this come on coach anthony win um you're losing games that you're up by in the fourth quarter and that comes down to coaching and game planning i think in the end um so anthony win you know you know we have a lot of coaches on the hot seat like adam gage when are you going to put anthony win on that um because justin herbert has played well he has impressed but he hasn't been able to win games. So at what point do you say this is on, you know, the coaching staff? And I really do think after four games like this where you're blowing leads, you need to, um, you need to make a change in uh, coaching. And it's funny, too. And, like, because the Falcons get more attention because they blow leads in, like, a more grand fashion where they're giving up an onside kick, or Todd Gurley accidentally scores late in a game, and stupid stuff like that, where the Chargers, it's like, there's really not a whole lot that's like, done. like the end of this one, it wasn't anything they really did to blow it, they just got like outplayed in the final quarter. And it's a shame, because unlike the Falcons, I think the Chargers have a competent defense, and they have enough pieces offensively, like where they should be a good football team. Where like the Falcons, all, you know, you look at their defensive pieces. It's like, yeah, okay, I can see why they're blowing leads. There's really not a whole lot of excuses for this Chargers team, except maybe, maybe on the coaching end. So that's a fair point. But hey, good for the Broncos and Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke played a horrendous first half of that game, and he came out the second half and he stuck with it. And that final drive, uh, I was I was very impressed. They, working with no timeouts, he marched them down the field and uh, ended up getting the game-winning score. So that that clutch performance, ice in his veins. All right, we're going to go to the catastrophe at Soldier Field this week. And it was Bears Saints. This was a, oh, I mean, Troy Aikman really said it best. But he, he, if you listen to that broadcast, he was ripping on the Bears all day. That third quarter of Bears football was one of the worst I have ever seen. There was, like, communication was horrible. The offense couldn't move. The defense couldn't tackle. They were lucky this game. Like, they had a chance to steal a win here, and they could not do it. But... Nick Foles clearly isn't the answer at quarterback. And Lisa, I could have told you this before before it all started, but you got all these people calling back for Trubisky. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's bad both ways. It's just on the play calling at this point. I mean, they're not, they're not good. They got no personnel except on the defensive side of the football. This is a – you're talking about frauds at a five-win team. I said a couple weeks ago the, when we played, are they good? The Bears are good. I was wrong. I, I was so wrong. This week just reaffirmed it again. That was an ugly game. Like, that, that made me sick watching that. Yeah, uh, the Bears aren't aren't good. Um, I'm a Packers fan, so I might have a little bit bias. But, I mean, they, they, offensively, man, they, they are just, it is almost frustrating to watch them. Um, defense, their defense keeps them in games, though. I'll give them that. They are one of the best defenses. They're keeping them competitive in every game. Jack. Um, their defense is keeping them in games. 
It's in my coat in the storage room. Because <laughs> I didn't want people to steal it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> geez. Uh, okay. Um, uh, anyways, their defense is keeping them in games. They're putting them in positions to win, and their offense isn't doing their part. Um, defenses win championships, but offense wins games, and they're not going to be able to win games if their offense doesn't pick up. I don't know if it's on Nagy. He doesn't have a quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is not a quality starter. Neither is Nick Foles, and they are starting to get exposed. But props to their defense for keeping them in games. I would agree with that, except that, like, Nick Foles, he helped pick out. He's like, this is my guy. He knows my system. And the communication's been, like, horrible. I mean, like, they've had no creativity. It's a pr- They don't run the ball. Like, Nick Foles should not be throwing it 40 times a game. I, it's, it's not good when you're the only team that's worse than you running the football is the Jets right now. So, like, the, the fact that they're 5-3 and three is, like, an anomaly to me. I... I do not understand it. I mean, even like, there's the one sequence where Nick Foles' helmet was not working, right? So he has to go run to the sidelines and go, what's the play? What's the play? Well, it's like, you have a wristband on. Call a play in the huddle. I mean, you're talking about, he was criticizing Matt Nagy on the broadcast in the Monday night game when Brian Greasy was talking about how he said sometimes the play comes and there's not enough time. He was like, well, that was your chance to run the offense there. You're a veteran quarterback. You want a Super Bowl MVP. Call a damn play with your wristband. You don't need to run to the huddle. It's just, I don't know, it's pure incompetence. One last thing from this game that I, I don't know if you saw the Javon Wims fight uh, where he had the premeditated assault on the uh, Saints cornerback there. If you're the Bears, did you cut him or uh, you send a message or are you uh, sticking him around like, hey, you know what, everyone deserves a second chance? Um, I mean, it was a really dumb football play, and that, that's just unacceptable. He didn't get suspended. Yeah. Um, I think that's his first incidence of mischief, if you will. So he's going to serve his two games. We'll see if he learns from it. But, man, that's just, that's just a dumb football play. That's really unacceptable. It, yeah. Well, what happened was his mouth guard got stolen by the guy. And he was, the Bears ended up turning it over the next play, or like they had to punt or whatever. He was on the sidelines for 10 minutes before he finally got back on the field again. And that was the first thing he did, which was really stupid. But, uh, you know, allegedly the guy he punched was the same guy Michael Thomas got into the fight with with, at practice. So he's a professional pest. But I agree, that was just a bad, poorly disciplined team. Like, they're also leading the league in penalties right now. The most penalized penalized team in football, lack of discipline. All right, final three games. We'll go rapid fire here. Uh, Seahawks, 49ers. Uh, this one was frustrating because watching the NFL Red Zone channel, the Broncos and Bears, the one was in overtime, the other one was coming down to the last drive, and they kept so- showing this damn Seahawks game, which was basically over by the fourth quarter. Russell Wilson should be MVP. 49ers are kind of screwed without Jimmy G and Kittle. Uh, I think that game just showed who's winning that division most likely. It's going to be the Seahawks, and Russell Wilson should win MVP. Yeah, um, 49ers are injured. Um, tough season. Um... You know, it just be like that sometimes these seasons. Seahawks yeah. are really good. Russell Wilson's amazing. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. It seems like every time the 49ers look like, because it looked like they were finally getting healthy. Because they got crushed by injuries in week two. It's like, all right, we're getting some guys back. We just won a game against the Rams. I think we're st- things are starting to turn around. And then, boom, they all get injured again. It's like, well, you said, it's how she goes sometimes. Cowboys-Eagles. We talked about this. Carson Wentz is elite. Even though he didn't play like it this week, they still won the game. Cowboys stink. 
Might be time to fire Mike McCarthy. Could you see that? I mean, when he was at the Packers, did you consider him a good head coach, or do you think it was Rodgers running the show? Like, is this, like, what we're seeing here in Dallas? Is this just he has a lack of talent to work with, or is this, like, you know, the Mike McCarthy brand that you, you're you used to seeing after watching him all these years? So I think Mike McCarthy was a good head coach. Um, I think I think he's just outdated, and he hasn't moved with the game. Um, and we saw that late in his Packers career, where it's, you know, every third and long play, how many screens can you run in a game on third and long? And I see it now with Dallas, and I know what play they're going to call because I know Mike McCarthy. And it's like, how many, uh, it's frustrating, and I'm seeing it now as an outsider, and I was frustrated in his later years with the Packers, but this game is just passing by. He is not a good head coach. Um, but, man, this game is awful. I mean, we're talking a bad Thursday night game. I mean, this is one of the worst primetime games I have ever seen. Oh, you didn't I like watching... <laughs> you, didn't watch, you didn't like watching Ben DiNucci sling it all over the yard? <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I wish you would have skipped this game for this segment just so that I wouldn't have to relive <laughs> the two hours that I wasted on Sunday night. Oh, my, yeah. The, the Eagles turned it over 40... Carson Wentz turned it over four times, and they're still going to win this game. Poor Ben DiNucci, man, but that was... That was ugly. Finally, the game last night, or Monday night, I should say, uh, Buccaneers, Giants... Tom Brady, I mean, he found a way to get it done. I, I, I must say, I do like this Giants team. The, the fact, just purely that they don't have a whole lot of talent, but they hang in there with some pretty good teams. I was skeptical of the Joe Judge hire, but I think he's building a good culture around there because they compete hard for him each week, despite the fact they're 1-6. And, and it was a game they really could have won. I mean, it came down to Daniel Jones was sloppy with the football and had some careless decisions, which has kind of been the story of his career. But uh, I I, think I like the direction these Giants are moving and going forward. I think they are competitive, and, you know, they're going to win three games this year, and they'll only be two games back of first in the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, this is another thing where you look at Daniel Jones and say, when is it time to move on? I don't think I don't think they should move on from him. Um, I think he's still got a lot of things to learn, but he was a raw talent out of college, you know, being at a smaller program in Duke. Um, but they do play hard, um, and they should have had pass interference on that two-point conversion, and that's all I'm going to say. Really? I don't think so. I think he got there at the right time. And regardless, if Daniel Jones would have let him a little more, then they wouldn't have had to worry about it. Because I think the fact oh, that the yeah, ball was no, thrown behind him, it made it look like P.I., but... I mean, I don't think it's time going with what you said with Daniel Jones. I don't think it's time to move on from him yet, just because like he has a whole lot of talent there. Where he's athletic, he can run. He's got a pretty good arm. It's just you gotta. I mean, Jason or uh, Jason Garrett, the offense coordinator. They just gotta clean up the turnover thing. Like he's gotta make better decisions. Because I saw through their first. I think it's his first two or three years, or through so many games, he has the most turnovers of any quarterback except for Ryan Leaf uh, when he came out through their first, like, 40 or so games, I think it was. And he's 34, and Ryan Leaf has 41. So, I mean, that's kind of a problem, but you can you clean up those turnovers. I think you got to have a decent, uh, decent quarterback there. That's all the games. Final impressions from Week 8. Well, your biggest, you had a big takeaway from this week. Uh, what would it be? Um, you know, teams got to stay healthy. Um, that's the most important thing, and it's something that's kind of out of your control, but we've seen a team like the 49ers, 
a lot of people expected to compete. Um, and had expectations for the Super Bowl kind of go down the drain. Um, so try to stay healthy, manage your bye week, manage your inter- injuries. Um, we saw a team like the Packers have sit out Aaron Jones again when he probably could have played, but on a short week against um, San Francisco, they rested him. They ended up paying the price for it by losing, but you got to manage your injuries. You got to try to keep players on the field. Before the season, you had your Super Bowl teams as the Seahawks and Chiefs. Now that the, we are halfway through the regular season, are you sticking with those two, or are uh, or no? You, did you have the Seahawks? Did you have the Chiefs or did you have the Ravens? I think you had the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs. Chiefs, okay. I had the Chiefs. Chiefs and Seahawks. Yeah. Are you changing that through Week Eight? Now, from what you've seen, or are you sticking with it? No, and you know what? I got you said. You know, I don't think the Seahawks have the defense to do it. They made a trade to address their defense. They're looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. So I'm very proud of that pick. The Chiefs, they have, they've been winning games. They haven't looked like prime Chiefs could, but I'm going to stick with them too. I'm a confident man about my picks. I think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl as well. And honestly, I'm proud of those picks. So. I, the Seahawks won. You went out on a limb on that one. I thought their defense, and the defense been, has been horrible, I think, outside Jamal Adams. But Russell Wilson's been the real deal. They've beaten some good teams, I think. I think they're looking pretty good right there. I, uh, I'm i kind of leaning towards, I, I like the Bucks a lot right now. I, I, like, I mean, they I know they had kind of a clunker on Monday against the Giants, but I think this team's starting to come together. When you, I mean, you had Antonio Brown at that receiving core with an already good defense. I think that's going to be a scary team. So we'll see who makes it out of the NFC. All right, that's all the time we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Patrick, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, I mean, he's going to be coming on a lot more uh, now. Uh, We'll have an announcement about that in the next coming weeks. But thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week.